Hey, Enduring Church family, it's Alan here. So glad to have you with us today. Trent and I spent a lot of time recording some new episodes, and unfortunately, we had some audio uh, difficulties. We're working to get all that straightened out, and we're going to have some brand new material for you next week. But for today, we wanted to go back to 2020 and revisit episode 80, where we talked about the rule of good starts. You know, we're still early in the year, and it's not too late for that good start. So sit back, enjoy this episode, and we look forward to bringing you some new stuff next week on the Enduring Churches podcast. Hey, good morning, or whenever you're listening, this is Trent, and you're listening to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Alan. And Alan, I've had my uh, Cheerios, my iced tea, and a little bit of Diet Mountain Dew, and so I'm I'm ready, man. I'm started off well this morning. I'm pumped up about us getting to record a little bit this morning and talk to our friends about making good starts. Yeah, you bet. I I think this is kind of a, a neat topic, and it came about because I was a I was a frustrated cross country coach a few weeks ago, and <laughs> I noticed that our team got off to a really really bad start, and they never really recovered from that, and we we didn't have a very good race. And so, guess what? Our goal was the next week when we raced was to have a good start, and we raced much better because we had a good start. And I just started thinking about that and how that relates to ministry, because here's what I tell my kids. I say, you can't win a long race at the start, but you can certainly lose it at the start. Mm. And I think that's just so true in ministry. And, you know, you see ministers who start out really well. You see churches that start out really well, but it's not so much how we start. It's really how we finish. And so I just thought it'd be a good subject for us to talk about good starts today. So you game. Yeah, man, I think so. I think that, and I really do agree. This is a good topic for us to talk about because that's why we do our podcast and it's why we do um, our consulting and coaching is just to be able to help people to finish well. And, but you're right. You got to start well too. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk a little bit about a good start because one of the things I, I recognize if, if we're going to start, you got to, you got to have a plan for for how you start. And, you know, starting always has some kind of stir about it, right? There's always something exciting about a, a start. For a runner, you know, a runner, when they get to a start line, they have about seven seconds of, of energy that they can use as hard as they want to. And then they can settle into a pace or whatever, and it won't affect them at all, that seven-second burst of energy. And I think the same thing is kind of true with um, starting something. There, By nature, when you start something, there's a little buzz or a little excitement uh, about what you're doing. And so you, you have a little bit of, of free energy. And, you know, think about starting a new, new um, Sunday school class, Trent. Doesn't it always kind of have a little buzz about it? Well, yeah. Anytime that you're starting something new, you're, you're you've got that extra energy that you mentioned, and you're you're putting that into promotion. Um, I, I think that's a, a big deal. Is you know promoting something that's coming, and um, you know, and that that's that pre-planning that you're talking about. We, we've got to be planning ahead. Okay, what do we want this to be, and and how are we going to promote it to get the word out? One of the passions that I have is is to help new businesses and to, uh, you know, and as we talk with that, with new business owners and they're getting started, I'm working with a guy right now. And, and so we're putting out promotional videos about 
um, that they're coming soon, coming soon, and, and to build that positive um, energy and to get excited. And so, yeah, promotion and is, is a big part of that in the pre-planning part. And you notice, uh, you, you, I love what you were talking about, putting together some videos and, and really kind of tr- trying to lay groundwork. And I think that one thing that we see in, in regards to, to ministry is I think the COVID pandemic has really revealed a weakness in us and that that's that we, we kind of like to throw things together because we've been forced into that. But I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's really almost become more of our second nature is to just kind of throw it together and not really practice and plan ahead um, for what we're doing. And I know strategic planning is probably its own discussion, but I think this is something that's really important for us to, to recognize is that we can practice, you know, um, I know church plants sometimes will even have a practice service or two before they open them to the public. I think that's a good thing to do. Absolutely. You know, we, we need to do some of that and, and thinking through, you know, Church plants, we helped a church plant start in a town south of us, and our association has helped some in Phoenix area uh, to start. And, and they all, they did some of those um, run-throughs and just to kind of work out the kinks. And businesses do that too. You'll see restaurants do that uh, soft opening um, to where they'll they'll go through all their menu and be cooking everything just and so that they can know what they're doing. And, and in ministry... I really think that's important too, is to run through and and so you can work out the kinks and know the good things and the bad things and what to expect. Alan, that yeah, that COVID stuff is kind of it's changed a lot of that too, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it certainly has. But it's important for us to practice. You know, that's why at seminary you have a preaching lab, right? I mean, you you learn to preach, so you're more prepared to preach, but you know, we can, we want to get off to a good start. And if you don't plan and and have an intentional plan, and that's kind of the next thing, you got to put intentional effort into it. So you got to have a plan, but you also have to be willing to put in the effort and understand the value of your start. And so, you know, you've got to put the right mindset into your ministry or into the program or into the activity, whatever it is, you need to put the right mindset into that. Yeah. And so as you're, you're preparing, you know, you're thinking through all that has to happen. And um, I used to not, when Dana and I first got married, I was not much of a list maker. Uh, But as I've gotten older, especially um, I've had to make those lists and that, that helps me with my mindset to, to be able to make sure that I've, I'm positive about things because I've gotten a list of all the things that have to be done. And, uh, and so that helps us and leads us to good results. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to kind of do all the little stuff that, that goes in there. And so, you know, you got to kind of gear up, you know, for a runner, that's easy. You know, you do your warm up, you go through your routines of stretching and, and all those kinds of things. And you, you know, you get to the start line and you're ready. I even, have some guidelines for when weathers or weather is different, how we do it differently and things like that. But, you know, here's the, the reality. If we don't care about how we start something, it's a lot harder to care about the results. And I've certainly seen that in my life. If there's something that I don't, that I don't much care about and I do half-heartedly, I really don't care how the results turn out in that. And that's been true sometimes mm-hmm. in church stuff. 
And it's easy for us to fall into kind of a, a lazy mentality if we don't put that right kind of effort into starting something. Well, yeah, and I think uh, the people around us, they pick up on that really quick, you know, that if they see if we're not caring about something, and so the people in our church or the people in our ministry or even our business, they they pick up on that very fast, and, and they won't care about it as much if we don't care about it as much either. And so, yeah, we want to help. It's not only us, but it affects our team. And so we want to start well to help them to start well. Yeah, and you it, and it's hard. I mean, you're you're really in a tension. You're really in a in a balance with all of this because you can certainly start way too fast, you know. And that that comes in if you want to talk about the issues of change and things like that. You can change mm-hmm. too much too fast on someone, and so you can move too fast through the change. But you can also move too slowly through the change and. You know, it was easy for me to complain, for instance, about my my runners starting out slowly. But on that very same day, I had one who was the opposite. It was his first race coming over from soccer. Um, we didn't have a soccer season, so he decided to come run run for us. And he went out at a dead sprint um, in his race. And he was in first place um, 150 meters into the race. Um, but he did not finish there. Uh-huh nowhere near there. Yeah. Um, he, he, he burned it all up. And so it's easy, it's easy to, to sometimes notice if we get off to a sluggish start, but sometimes we, we kind of go in, you know, guns a blazing and you and I've talked a lot about, you know, it takes change to make change. And that's an important, mm-hmm. an, an important reminder um, that we have to be intentional about that. Well, let's think about a new pastor coming into a church. Um, as we talk about starting well, um, you know, as you come into a new church, it's tempting to want to change things a whole lot all at the beginning because you've got all these ideas, or especially if you're a new young pastor that you've, you know, been seeing all these other churches do these things and you want to implement them all in the first month at your church. Um, and boy, that can be a disaster waiting to happen uh, if you try to change things in a church setting too quickly. Uh, and we've talked about that, right? The poker uh, idea is that we haven't earned enough chips to make big plays, Alan. And so it, it can be a death knell for a church, too. Yeah, and we'll, we'll try to put a link to that in our notes today to uh, link you back to our episode. Pastor Poker is one of our one of our first episodes. I think it's a really good topic um, to, to look at. And then the other, the flip side of that too, is if you go into a situation and you just keep everything as the status quo, you, um, people are going to wonder what kind of leadership you're offering. Yeah. You do need mm-hmm. to be you, you do need to have a set direction. And obviously whenever you're a leader and you're, you're, you're a new leader, you're going to be different from the old leader. And so there are some things that just, just need to change right up front and finding that balance can, can be really tough. And so you have to be very intentional about that, which means a lot of communication, um, a lot of prayer, a lot of wisdom um, that goes on in there. And so you need to add the intentional effort in as well. And then one of the other things about a good start, it just kind of sets the right tone. When you get out to, to a good start, you're, you're setting a good tone for everything um, that's in front of you. You know, you, you get into a comfortable place, you get into a rhythm, you, all, all those kinds of things that, that are good um, about a good start. 
And, and that's certainly true in ministry. You know, when you see a church plant that gets off to a good start, you know, they find a rhythm, they find a way of working and, and meeting people and reaching people. I think that's really important to set a right tone. And part of that right tone, Alan, is that building the excitement in others, um, you know, you're, you're starting well and, and say you're starting a new church plant um, and, and things go well because you've done all the pre-planning, you've had the right mindset, you've built the team around and you've kind of done all the work beforehand, the meeting before the meeting, right? Right. And all those things work well. And and so then that builds that excitement to that right tone that you're mentioning to be excited about things to come. Not only do we start good, but we're going to keep going good. Right, right. You know, I think I was thinking about Sunday school classes, too, about one of the best things that we can do, too, is encourage multiplication in our in our in our small groups. And so when you have one that can divide and grow or something like that to to really celebrate that and. Let that be the tone that you celebrate. Let that kind of be the pace that you want to have is that multiplication mindset. You know, we've talked about the importance of multiplication versus addition and trying to to build that mentality in there. And that just sets the right tone. That sets the tone of what you of what you expect and what you anticipate God is going to do um, with things. And so it's important because playing catch up in, in ministry is is never fun. And I know um, you you and I kind of grew up in the era where churches had almost renounced um, technology for many, for many years. We've been in a catch-up phase for, for almost 40 years regarding technology, haven't we? Yeah, you're right, Alan. And this um, pandemic era, um, you know, since March, that has really forced the hand of a lot of our churches to be able to learn hard and fast and how to catch up on all that technology so that we can put it at our disposal. And I think that a lot of churches are, are doing well at that. Um, but, but you're right. As we start this, we want to play catch. We don't want to play catch up. We want to learn quickly. Yeah. And I think staying out in front, and that means being informed, listening to podcasts, not only ours, but mm-hmm. others, reading blogs, getting books, staying informed about things that are out there. All those things are, are, are important in setting that right tone. Well, and Alan, as, a, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, sometimes we go to these conferences at huge churches. And um, for me, that's that's encouraging to me. I don't try to take everything that I see and, and make it a part of my church. But there are always little things, um, little principles or, or technological things that I think, oh, I could I could really use that, you know. And so as we're growing, um, pastors, you need to be growing. Don't you just be sitting on your laurels. You, you've got to be growing and learning all the time so that you can stay out in front. And even going to those conferences, you'll find little things that you can bring home um, that can be a blessing to your church or to your small group or to your Sunday school class. Yeah, you definitely want to have the right resources. Um, the right resources are a big part of the adjustments that, that kind of help you set keep that right tone going a, as you go. Now, one of the most important things about a good start, Trent, is that it sets you up to go the whole distance. It kind of puts you in the right spot. You've set the right tone. All those things are there. And then there's this sense of, okay, I've done what I need to do. Now I just need to kind of hold on. 
that's the idea behind perseverance and endurance. That's why we call this the Enduring Churches podcast, because once you've started, you still have a majority of the work to do, right? Right. Yeah, you do a lot of work. Like we, you mentioned before, you do a lot of work to begin with and even before you start. But that doesn't mean you, that you just get to sit down and things will coast. Um, that's never going to work out well. You still got a lot of work. You got to keep going. And that's I know that, Alan, with your your runners, you you train that ability to keep going and to in, that endurance factor to be able to last for several miles. Um, and, and we need to do that as as ministers and, and Sunday school leaders and, and lay leaders in our church. We've got we still got work to do, you know, and so we want to encourage you to look long term and to be planning to do the work for a long term. Trent, what do you think are some of those things that, that really help us build um, in us? You know, you know, you mentioned the training side for what I would do with runners, but what are some of those training things that we need to do? Um, we, I know we mentioned um, resourcing ourselves, but what are some of those other things we need to do to build in us that, that kind of endurance in ministry mindset, you think? Well, some of this we've already mentioned, but the idea of continuing discipleship um, as, as leaders, as maybe a Sunday school class, a small group class, you know, you can only, and this is a John Maxwell-ism, but you can only get people that are as good a level, a leadership level as you are. And you can only take people where you've gone. And so um, you want to continue in discipleship for yourself. You want to be studying scripture. You want to be looking around constantly for more um, resources to use and how to, and another thing I think that is good is, is always be looking and listening to the people around you in your small group or your church you know, what are their needs so that you can be looking for the right stuff too? I really like that one, Trent. That That's really cool because awareness of what's going on around you, uh, I think it is critical. You know, um, there's a phase that we'll sometimes talk about in, in a race, every, every race that, that um, runners race, there's a stretch in that race where we say you can fall asleep. And what we mean by that is mm. you stop thinking about what yeah. you're doing. You stop thinking about who's around you. You lose track of that person who's right in front of you or, or you let the person behind you close ground on you, all those kinds of things. And we call that falling asleep. And you had mentioned coasting earlier. It is easy to do that in ministry. It's easy to fall asleep. It's easy to coast. And we have to kind of really will ourselves out of that mentality, I think. That's right. Yeah. And Sometimes it's hard for us to understand that we are doing that, but so that's part of the evaluation thing, I think, that all of us need to do from time to time is just looking around and say, hey, am I coasting? Am I, am I just taking it easy or am I putting in the work to, uh, to keep going? And, and one of the things you, you had mentioned in our notes, and I think this is so good, is that it's easier to embrace pain out front than it is when you're in the back, the guy struggling at the at last place. Uh, I think that's so true. We want to, you know, be growing and learning so that we can stay out front. And ministry hurts. I mean, we, we try to always put a positive spin on ministry, but you and I both know if we're honest with everyone, there, there are days we wake up and wish we did something else. 
um, because it hurts and you're going to, you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt in ministry. And so you're going to have to be willing to em- embrace the pain when you put everything into something and it falls flat. When you, when you've given all that you know to give and your, your family feels like it's at jeopardy and all these kinds of things, it, it hurts. And so there's a lot of pains that go along in ministry. Well, and we should come into ministry. Uh, and I, I really want to encourage you if you're, Thinking about um, ministry, or you're in seminary, or you're you feel like God's calling you, don't be afraid of that. That that what Alan was just talking about that pain and stuff, because Jesus told his disciples that the world hated him, and that's going to hate you as a follower of his and a servant of his. Um, but that shouldn't keep you away from it because there's so many awesome blessings. And so wonderful to get to see God work. Don't let it scare you away. Yes, there are hurts, but don't let it keep you from experiencing God in that way. Yeah, that's a great word, Trent, because that's that really is what it is. Anything worthwhile comes with a certain amount of pain, um, whether mm-hmm. that's starting a business, um, uh, starting a family. Um, if you you know when you have kids, they're gonna they're gonna break your heart sometimes. They're gonna they're gonna hurt your feelings. They're gonna do all kinds of things, but it doesn't stop us from doing that. It's just you just need to be aware and and be prepared and and get your get your mind wrapped around it. But if you get off to a good start, you know you you're you're gonna find that it's easier to do that than when you're always kind of working from the back of the pack. And so make sure you put the effort in into your start. So that's important. That's right. And and we want to encourage you um, because Alan had written this. I think this is so good is that um, there is good news. Even if things have started wrong, um, you've started badly, um, whether it's in business or ministry, um, it's not impossible. It may be hard and you're going to have to do some hard work, but it's not impossible to change things. And so in your church, in your small group, in your business, um, if things didn't start off well, don't give up. Um, just double down and, and keep after it. Keep working. And I would encourage you to pray more because God will show you what to do and he will empower you to do it. Yeah, prayer becomes our best friend when we get off. I think sometimes it maybe it's that desperation, mm-hmm. right? That I don't know what else to do, right, but I do, yeah. I do know to pray. But I think that that's important that you said that, you know, and Trent, you and I, I think one thing that we could both say um, in our present situations is we probably didn't get off to the starts in our churches um, that we wanted to get off to. Um, We actually had to work our way through some some pretty rocky starts in, in, in our churches. And God has blessed us on the other side because of the work and the effort um, that we put in and the pain that we endured in the in the process. And things have certainly been better um, since the early days. Yeah, Alan, both of us could share stories of, you know, really questioning, God, did we totally miss you when we came to our current positions? Uh, You know, I know I did. And, uh, but I felt, you know, looking back now, I can see that God really did call us. And because he's, we've let him empower us to stay now we're in the sweet spot of ministry in the relationships that we have and the, the people that we know and the things that we're able to do in that as well. 
Yeah, I think that's a great word for us. And so, you know, we're just here to encourage you today. Again, we're the Enduring Churches podcast. We want you to last in ministry. We want your church to last in ministry. And so we're always starting something. You're starting a new program, a new ministry, a new church, a, a new season, all kinds of things. And so remember that a good start is important. You're not going to win win the race, but you're going to set a good tone for the race. And that's what we want to encourage you to do today, because if you do that, you're more likely to endure for the long haul. So Trent, you've got anything else you want to say to folks today? No, I just want to agree with you, Alan. We do want to encourage you and we want to be there for you. Uh, maybe you you're starting off, maybe you're a new pastor or in a new position and you, you're having some frustrations, please contact Alan and I. We want to help you to work through those and maybe give you some insights that will help you to finish strong. Um, it may be a struggle to begin with, but we want you to finish strong. And so please contact us. We'd love to be there for you. Well, folks, there you have it. Episode 80 revisited. I hope you're off to a good start this year. And as always, you can check our notes and we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we can help you, how we can encourage you in the year 2024. Thanks again, and we look forward to catching you on the next episode of the Enduring Churches podcast.